I was like, no, I'm not taking it down. He's this dude is probably almost six foot tall, light skinned oh Latino, God. bald, like, like with with the black, you know, with the glasses, the mm-hmm. like, like with some sunglasses. And here I am, femme, in my cute little sundress with heels, five oh three. Okay, and uh-huh. I'm like this almost six foot man is intimidated by some shirts, and he was telling me. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to put that away, or else we're gonna we're gonna have to escort you out." And I was like, "Bitch, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this, bitch. I'm gonna go on." Hey, y'all! Welcome to Sippin'. I'm your host Jay, and this week my guest is Gata of Gata Salvaje merch. Gata is the creator of the Church of Men Are Trash, a queer intersectional feminist collective and merchandise line. Her message is clear, precise, and ready to rumble. One of the reasons I asked Gata on the show is because she is an unapologetic, fearless feminist propelling the movement of dismantling systems of oppression, smashing the patriarchy, and empowering her community forward. Gata's just filled with ideas and just so much knowledge. You're really going to enjoy this show. I mean, she just goes full force diving into the previously what it was like when she was vending in person before COVID and just having these folks come up to her table who just weren't with her message. And she's just fearless, y'all. You're going to learn a lot about intersectionality as well as the things that men do particularly that are trash and just how these systems are just ingrained in us and let's just get into it grab your drink let's go this is sipping with jay hey y'all welcome to sipping i'm here with gata salvaje of gata salvaje merch many of you may know gata as someone who is just so radical and so dope always posting amazing things like you may have heard of men are trash landlords are trash as well as i mean there's really no limit to what Gata can do, honestly. I'm really excited to be sitting here with you, Gata. And um, welcome to Sipping, y'all. This is episode four. I'm sipping on some wine. And Gata, what are you sipping on? How are you? Hi, uh, I'm sipping on some water. You know, got to keep that WAP on point. It's got to drink <laughs> all the water. Okay. I love it. <laughs> yes. That's like my personal favorite <laughs> since the beginning. Man, which like, okay, how did you... Take me back. How did this all happen? I met you a year ago, and you had told me that during that time, I think now it's been two years since you quit your nine to five. How long has it been? No, it's been one year. year? It's been one nice. year. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So take me back. Like, uh, how did all this come about? Like, it's so huge. <laughs> the. Merch, the brand or just uh, the men are trash? Well, okay. So how did you get the idea that this was something you wanted to do? Uh, well, I would say, you know, for Gata Salvaje merch, I I feel like I've been femfesting it for a minute. Um, I just, I was like, you know what? I, y'all don't pay me enough for this. And like, and y'all can't afford. Right. I should be paid. Um, I felt very disrespected at work at other jobs before. And I was like, you know what? I think Gata Salvaje can do it. Like if I do this and a couple other gigs, I'm sure I can, I can make by. So I got into, I had quit my job May of last year. So it's been a little over a year. Uh, me 
doing that and just pursuing Gata Salvaje merch. And it's it's been such a roller coaster of really great experience, difficult experiences, and learning experiences too. That's amazing. Um, so to to go after my dream, and you know, <clears throat> so it's been a little over a year now of doing Gata Salvaje merch full time. I've done it with a couple other gigs um, to help go to help you know just get through. Um, and it's been such a roller coaster, just a lot of learning, things that I've learned, things that have challenged me, and a lot of fun things. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking dope. Um, what would you say? So one of the, the first pins that I ever saw when I met you was, like, the men are trash and landlords are trash. And it's become, like, a part of my vocabulary, literally, of just, like, this is so trash. Like, I'll see something on TV, and I'm just like, dude, literally men are trash. And... For you, I know that like when you were vending, uh, one thing that would come up a lot is like people just who didn't agree. And how do you deal with that? You know, at first it was difficult, right? Because it's the harassment, right? I do get harassed when I vend. So first I've learned to just be very picky about where I vend. I exclusively try to vend at like women-centered spaces, queer-centered spaces, um, because when I go to those spaces, I don't ever have to explain myself. Everybody just loves everything I sell. Um, when I don't go to those spaces, that's when it, it would be sometimes actually very dangerous. Um, straight spaces are very difficult. Um, straight spaces by default are, ma- are, ma- are male-centered um, because, I mean, yeah, that's what heteronormativity is. Um, so it's happened a couple times um, to people just being silly. Um, For example, one time I was in Oakland at the Indigenous Red Market and this older man was like, men are trash. What kind of men or or something? And I said, look, sir, if you need to ask a question, then this is not for you. And if you're not going to buy shit, keep it moving. And the guy gave me the space. Like he was like, stunned he did not expect that answer he just shut the fuck up and walked away so that's one of the better scenarios of when that goes down (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's like five percent of the time other times people just either want to keep fighting me Uh or whatever um and I'm just like no I have other people here or I just get on my phone ignore them talk to the vendor next to me if they keep talking to me until they like get it a clue and leave me alone um but to the other extreme where it was unsafe there were two times that I remember explicitly one time was in Long Beach I was vending at an event um it seemed women-centered there was also alcohol involved it was like a tequila night for women I thought okay you know my friend had vended there she said it was cool okay so I go and I I can already tell, okay, no, this is this is a straight crowd. There were a lot of women with their little mans. And I was <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. So all typically for my table, I put a lot of the men are trash in the front. So people mm-hmm. know what to expect when they come up to my table. They're either deflected or attracted. And it just works out perfect. Right. Um, but for this event, I was like, uh, you know what? Let me put all the mensos and mentirosos to the front. Men is short for mensos and mentirosos. That is like the palatable like version. <laughs> That's for the straights. I specifically right. made that shirt for the straights. So I really, really 
Yes, I specifically made that shirt for the straights because it was just much easier. Like it's people can laugh at it, mm -hmm. it you know, whatever. It's more palatable. So I always thought, okay, if, if I'm at a place, I'll just switch it up. I'll put the mental cementinosos in the front. I'll put the trash in the back. So if you <laughs> like it, you'll like scheme through. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll get the church one, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> That's so strategic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, like it's scary out here. So, and then I, I put my men are trash stuff a little, little bit more to the side. But some people were noticing and were staring. Even with the men is short for mentals and mentirosos, these men couldn't handle that. Um, oh they got very God. upset at that. Even someone got mad at Femme Labor's not free. Wait, what? The guy looked at it and he says, do you know how much I pay for my wife? Oh my God, what the? F and I was like, <laughs> oh. I, yo me dice que no escuché, yo mira hacia allá. I was like, whatever. That's that's your little man's. I'm not going to collect your little man's lady. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so then the security guard from the event comes up to me and he says, oh, I'm sorry. You're gonna, I, I've gotten six complaints so far about your merchandise. You have to put away all the stuff that says men are trash. And I said, wait, excuse me? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it that out of all 20 vendors here, I am being told to put some of my product away when everybody has all their product out? Oh, well, we've gotten too many complaints, okay, blah, 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 blah. And as a vendor, and you know this, like when mm -hmm. you apply to Venge, they see your website, they see all the shit you sell, mm -hmm. they know what's coming. And I'm like, wait, you're part of this event and you're trying to tell me to put this away? Bitch, I was approved. I was approved <laughs> to be here. Right. And I was like, no, I'm not taking it down. He's This dude is probably almost six foot tall, light-skinned oh Latino, God. bald, like <laughs> with, with the black, you know, with the glasses, the... Mm -hmm. Like, like with some sunglasses and here I am femme in my cute little sundress with heels five oh three okay and I'm like this almost six foot man is intimidated by some shirts and he was telling me he was like oh you're gonna have to put that away or else we're gonna we're gonna have to escort you out and I was like oh, <laughs> I'm ready I'm ready let's do this Bitch, I'm gonna go on live. I go on Instagram live. I was like, look, everyone, men being fucking trash. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, let's do it. Oh, oh just say less, fam. Say less. The Aries in me was ready to fight. I was like, no, trust. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. So my my oh friend, my, my other vendor friend is there. I'm like, girl, hold this. And they hold the phone and I'm live and I'm like this man right here is trying to intimidate me this man is like you know no way. and so the guy is like I'm the owner and I was like I don't care I've been approved by the event coordinator if you have mm -hmm. any issues you need to talk to the event coordinator don't talk to me and so he goes and gets the lady and the lady's like what's going on and he's like she has shirts that say men's are trash Man. And he's like, so? I mean, we approved her. She, like, what the fuck? Uh -huh. And then the actual owner shows up and he's like, I'm the owner. And then I was like, wait, what? I what? thought, no, that's my cousin. That, lo que pasó, <laughs> what happened? Uh -huh. What had happened was 
the the cousin i'm guessing maybe he has friends there the guys are drinking oh my god look at her she yeah. has that thing you know what me voy a hacer el machito and i'm gonna go over there and intimidate this five foot three femme in heels and a sundress oh my god and this like, six foot man six with foot all his bald, homies there yes six foot bald man oh my god like big dude you know mm -hmm. with muscles like you, this looks like a dude that you don't you don't you know you're uh -huh. like hey man i'm telling you Dang. this man was so fragile he uh -huh. like really felt the need to fucking harass me and so and and the, i had to look at the live later but i was looking at the video and i remember there were a whole bunch of dudes that were standing there just to hear the cheese man but they were just standing there just to listen didn't uh -huh. do anything but there were the uh, a couple, a queer couple mm -hmm. that came through, and they like all the other fans that had passed yeah. by my 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 booth uh -huh. and really liked my stuff. They saw the commotion. They all came for me. It was like five people. Because first he was trying to like do that to me. I was yeah. like, really, you're gonna try to escort me out? And I get really loud. So uh -huh. they all come through, and they're like, no, 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 and they start talking to him, and then he starts to calm down. Uh -huh. And because I think when he thought it was all of his little homies and him versus me, okay, mm -hmm. pick a fight. But once he saw these other femmes yeah. were like, no, you need to stop that shit. And like got yes. involved, then ya se calmó. Mm -hmm. So, wow. And how that ended up was they made me put the men are trash in the back, which uh, I already had in the back. Yeah. And uh the owner apologized to me and he and i told him i made you know someone told him i had done a live and i was like no i'm keeping the live up as accountability because your your team needs to get this shit together yes like they can't be treating you can't have these big ass men treating femmes like this treating mujeres okay mm -hmm. an easy target no no right so Hell yeah, yeah, I promised I wouldn't drag him on social media, but I was like, I'm gonna just leave that video up. You know, the hassy. Um, at least with that time, I had backup. The scariest, another scary part mm -hmm. was when I went to this open mic. Um, and typically the open mic brings in 20 or 30 people. I was the only vendor. And uh You were the only that, vendor? I was the only vendor that night. Uh-huh. It was like a, I think it was like a last minute open mic thing. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be the only vendor and they weren't charging a table fee. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll drive anywhere in LA to, yeah. <laughs> you know, for no table fee. Okay, bitch, I'm there. Right. So I show up and it's weird that night. A lot of people didn't show up. It was only men that showed up. It was literally a whole room of maybe 15 men, so myself open mic? and the, and the MC. Yes. Was this like rapping or was this spoken word? <laughs> yeah, actually, it was both. Wow. And typically they have a mixed crowd of, you know, some other girls and all that. And it's like a bigger crowd. But that night, just yeah. for whatever reason, people just didn't really show up. And it was really all men that showed up. Oh, my God. So I have my table set up and I have the men are trash in the front. Mm -hmm. And the dudes are like, what the fuck? And... So one guy started talking to me about the men are trasher. We start having a conversation about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can read the zine if you want. Like you can read the zine for free and educate yourself and not have to fight me right now, you know? So he had read it. He was like, oh, this is cool. Okay. 
And then it was time for the open mic. And when he, you know, people were going up and they were rapping and doing spoken word. Mm-hmm. And the rap was really like he did one rap song and I was like, okay, that's cool. And his second one, he started talking about bitches and something like it was, it was, I can't remember the line, but I remember it was something very explicit and very like derogatory and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, how are you going to have this conversation with me? Be like, oh yeah, I get it. And then like, like, I don't know, like y'all don't think this makes me feel uncomfortable, but like, I have to make sure you don't feel uncomfortable. Okay. Right. I was like, whatever. And then I thought, you know what? If y'all are going to be out here talking shit about women and femmes, I'm going to talk shit about men. So I was like, I'd like to go up next on the open mic, please. Are you serious? I I did. It's the Aries in me. I just love a fight. (laughs) I I love a good fight. I do. I do. And I know. Yeah. Yeah, I just see a whole new shirt with like little gold boxing gloves. I just love to fight. fight I me. just love to fight. Just fight <laughs> me. Just let's do this. Oh my God. Okay. So what happened? So I get on the stage and I'm like, okay, men are trash. And I do the whole zine. Um, if I could, can I perform it right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hell okay. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see if I remember. Men are trash. Some trash turns around. Cracks open his mouth to tell me, not our men. Y'all literally dehumanize us every single fucking day when you call us bitches, but you can't handle being called trash? That's fucking trash. I'm here to call out all the men who are down to smack my ass, but not smack the patriarchy and the homies. Trash. Men who are more grossed out by periods than rape. Trash. Men who call women of color females. Trash. Then the rest of it is like men who like you, men who tell you, you set the bar too high, but but he'll just complain. What are you doing for Femmes and Mujeres besides saying happy International Women's Day on social media or talk about how much you love your mom, even though she still does your laundry? What are you doing to uplift the same Femmes and Mujeres you call bitches? The Church of Men Are Trash is a rally call and outcry to hold men accountable to men's actions. Not all doesn't involve eh. Femmes and mujeres are targeted by the white cis-hetero patriarchy. Not all doesn't absolve the good men you know. It absolves the men who put on a mask and do heinous things behind closed doors. Mm. So I say all of that in front yeah. of these men. And yo, it was like, uh-huh. oh, it was all men of color. It was all men of color, maybe one white dude. Right. So... You could hear a pin drop when I'm done. So you didn't have the usual like, oh my God, no, she did it. Or like even laughing, nothing. Dead silent. Wow. And you know, the light is on you. So I can't really see people. And all I hear Mm -hmm. is nothing. And um, the MC, there was another MC who was a dude. Because there's an MC who was a girl. Uh She was young. Okay. I, you know, I don't blame her for what <laughs> went down because I could tell she was young. It was probably her first time something mm-hmm. of, of this polarity kind of happened. So I'm like, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to navigate. Um, and I never got to check in with them. I think, yeah, this, this happened so long ago anyways, but anywho. So <laughs> she'll never be MC, forgotten. <laughs> right. <laughs> An- right, right. Um, I'm not going to say no names. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so the M- so the other MC was like, I remember he was commenting after someone would go up, he's like, Oh, that's a great, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. 
So after I went up, that guy starts talking. He's like, so men are trash. Like, you know, why, why do you have to be so mean? Like, you know, <sighs> I'm not trash. Like, why, oh gosh. why would you, you know? And I'm like this, none of y'all listen to anything I said, mm-hmm. you know? And so I start explaining myself, which I shouldn't have, but I did. And another dude in the audience was like, man, you know what? what he was saying I want the right to defend myself and I said what are you talking about and he's like well why is it that if a man beats a woman like he'll be arrested but if a woman beats a man nothing happens oh my god and I was like whoa hold on somebody call Bill Cosby somebody (laughs) call R. Kelly because I don't think they got the memo wow you can like beat women and go to jail holy shit right Wow, I didn't know that. Somebody call R. Kelly and fucking Bill Cosby. Like, and I was like, hold on. And actually, it sounds like you want the right to beat women and get away with it. That's what Mm. I'm hearing. That's what the real complaint is. And all of them were smacking their lips like, no, that's not what we're saying. What do you mean? It's just you women. Like, just all the misogyny. Uh Uh-huh friend it was me versus a crowd full of 15 men saying not yeah. all men yo uh-huh. not even not all men it's like because there's not all the not all meners and then you mm-hmm. have the but you women which so you're not denying your trash right. so you're trying to say like oh no but you women xyz mm-hmm. so, it's like gaslighting right absolutely absolutely uh-huh. so it got to a point, I forget what, that I was like, you know what? I already said what I needed to say. That's that on that. Dropped the mic, packed up my shit. And right before I left, they were still rapping, doing their thing, mm-hmm. still talking shit about women. I said, okay, y'all, so I'm gonna be on my way now. I hope y'all get the right to beat women soon. You know, I'm gonna pray for y'all. Bye. <laughs> and, then I, and then I left. Oh my God. This happened in LA area? holy shit there's like wow first of all like damn (laughs) the amount of respect for you and what you're able to do like there must be a lot are there a lot of strong women in your lineage that like like ancestors you would say that like don't you know what I mean like you don't fuck with them and like that's maybe been passed down to you like where do you pull that strength to be like fuck man like I'm done I'm over this shit you know where do you find that I feel like definitely women in my family have always been so inspiring to me like women who just don't take no for an answer women who keep pushing you know in different different fronteras you know and, and different um I feel like it, it really is the Aries in me and my anger. I think a lot of pent up anger from years, right? Mm-hmm. Of society gaslighting me, myself gaslighting me into like, no, I need to worship men. I need to tend to men. I need mm-hmm. to, I'm not good enough. Like mm-hmm. just, I think so much pent up anger from that, that it's like, man, I already spent most of my life trying to appeal to men, trying to serve men, that I just don't want to do it for another minute longer. And if I'm going to make some man feel uncomfortable, welcome to five seconds of my world. Exactly. Where men make me feel uncomfortable 
24 mm-hmm. seven. I can't walk out the door without some dude fucking harassing me, uh, fucking going to work, even being at work and having supervisors, coworkers, people, if you're talking to like the public mm-hmm. or whatever, and you, you handle whatever from the public, them also harassing you, even amongst family. Like, and right. it's, it's so sad to say how there are also family members that sexually harass you too. It's, mm-hmm. you get it from every angle. And it's like, once you realize that, or once I feel I realized that, and I was like, wait, because I feel like I've had some anger. And when I would think like, wait, is it everything around me and everyone around me would be like, no, you're wrong. No, you're, that's that's not it. And so when I finally was like, no, I've known this. My intuition has been right. All you fucking men are fucking trash. I should have listened to myself but I've been gaslit for so long. And you know what? Fuck everyone. I'm gonna make all of you bitches feel uncomfortable too, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's just been such a journey. And it's, men are trash is very much like a mantra. I, I don't know if I'm using that word right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much meant to encapsulate, to, to bring together intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Um, and people may not realize that from hearing men are trash, but at least that's where I feel it came from. I feel like so in my journey of questioning things my first was understanding white supremacy I remember when I I remember being in college and hearing the word white supremacy and being like what and when I hear it I was like bitch I knew it this is the word for it (laughs) right okay you know it's like and it's so hard to to make something of something when you don't even know the words to it Mm -hmm. so I remember talking about white people and these honkies and these crackers and all of that. And I remember when I was on that, a lot of men of color liked me, right? These cishet mm-hmm. men would, they were like, oh, cool, that's right. Fuck white people. Yeah, white people are trash. When I turned to men are trash, all of those men suddenly didn't want to be my friend anymore. Really? And these are men of color, right? Uh-huh. I've had cishet men of color tell me, what are you talking about, male privilege? I don't have any privilege. I'm a man of color. Uh-huh. And I'm like, sir, you are straight. You are cis. You're, bod- you're abled. Uh-huh. You have class privilege. You've gone to college. Like, hello, what are, you, what are you talking about? You know, so it's, I feel like with men are trash, right? It's easy for us to say white people are trash, right? Because especially mm-hmm. for those of us who don't interact or have close friends who are white, I think it's easy for queer people to say straight people are trash, especially right. amongst us where we all we have our queer, you know, our queer family and maybe like one straight friend or whatever. Right. Um, but once we say men are trash, I feel it's like everybody has a man in their life, whether it's a queer man your dad, your little brother, your Mm -hmm. son, your grandpa, like we all have some men in our life that we respect a lot. And when we say men are trash, it's very much like, oh shit, okay. Like it very much makes people question and think, hold on, is men are trash like a bad thing to say? Or like what, it really makes people's wheels turn and start really thinking about the root of that. Right. And men are trash is meant to also understand how white supremacy, patriarchy, classism, uh, you know, I guess cis heteronormativity, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things are exist hand in hand. 
Like they don't exist exclusively, like in their own little boxes. They all hold each other up. And right. if you're just trying to decolonize or not, I guess, or, or, uh, or if you're really trying to break down white supremacy, you can't just break down white supremacy. You have to break down the classism. You have to break down the misogyny. You have to break down this, the cis heteronormativity. Like, mm -hmm. and if you're not, then you're really not doing, you're just upholding all the other, uh, all the other systems of oppression. So right. that's very much at the, at the root of the church of men are trash. Oh, I love it. Hell yeah. I'm so proud always to wear my um, Church of Men Are Trash shorts. And I was like, yes, as soon as you came out, because I had been waiting, like as a um, yeah, gender nonconforming um, NB person, I was like, yo, when is Gata going to make some shorts that like I can rock, you know, <laughs> and right. you basketball shorts. And I was like, fuck yeah, like I want that chapter. I need that, you know? And so it was just so cool and like awesome. And I know with your clothing as well, another way that you, um, continue to basically break down these systems is a lot of people who model your clothes you wouldn't normally see like on other Instagram pages it's very like body positive and like how has that continued like how did that begin within your brand and that's something that you always want to stick to like how tell me more about that so when I first started Gata Salvaje merch you know I was like how it began was kind of a joke mm -hmm. um I was writing, I remember, I used to always talk shit on Facebook. And I remember one day I wrote, good morning to everyone except men, because men are fucking trash. <laughs> and as usual, people were like, yeah, girl, yeah. And you had your other people, not my son. Ugh. And what, not all men. It was a whole mix of people. Anytime I would talk about this shit, th there was always drama on my page. So... I have like my internet friends that I've met and then I have my in real life people, yeah. the problematic people from my high school. You get me like- Like all of us. Yeah. All of them <laughs> up in there. So <laughs> I was reported and it was like, oh, you, this is against community agreements. This is mm -hmm. hate speech. I was like, hate what? speech? How is this hate speech? How come people can say, fuck these bitches that's not hate speech, but mm -hmm. men are trashes when there's not even a, that's not even a bad word. So I'd keep posting, posting, and it got to the point that I was banned for a month for saying men Whoa. are trash. And this is in the beginning. This is your first ban. Cause you've been banned multiple times from Instagram, right? Yeah, this is, oh, no, this was on Facebook. It started oh, this was Facebook. Facebook. Oh my so God. I've been banned on Facebook probably 30 times by now, at Holy least shit. 30 times by now. Um, but yeah, and I remember I had, I was looking it up. Um, someone was talking about the hypocrisy of how men are trash. You can't say that on Facebook. But there was this guy, Sergeant something, some senator or some shit in one of the Bible Belt states. What? Um, some, some terrorist attack happened in London. Uh -huh. And as usual, they like to target Muslim folks. Mm -hmm. And so this guy, this senator, whatever the fuck, he was like, oh, my God, another attack. You know, this is radical Islam. And he was calling for people to kill Muslim folks. He's like, we need to ban Muslim folks. We need to deport them and wow. we need to kill them straight up. Wow. And I reported that and hundreds of other people have reported it. 
According to Facebook, it is not against community agreements. What? Are you kidding me? I wish. Friend, Literally, I wish. the violence perpetuated in this country against a specific minority group of people where wars and billions of like lives have been lost. That's where exactly. you know that the people who create these platforms are there to uphold these fucked up systems. Yeah, you know, I've actually met Mark Zuckerberg. He, he knows who I am. So I was part of this project where I, they flew me out to Menlo Park for a shareholders mm -hmm. meeting that Facebook had and Mark Zuckerberg was there. I went on the mic and I was like, Mark Zuckerberg, you're over here talking about small businesses that need to thrive on Facebook. I am a small business and you keep banning me. I sell sweaters that say men are trash. This was a huge audience, like a huge group of white people. No and way. they all start laughing. All the entire audience starts laughing. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect that. Uh -huh. And Mark Zuckerberg got as red as a crab and would not look me in the eye. He looked the other way. Another person had to answer for him. And they were like, oh, let's let's talk afterwards because I don't know, she had said some bullshit. So Mark Zuckerberg know who I am. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, of course. So he, of course he felt uncomfortable. Yes. 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 He couldn't look at me in the eye. So, oh my God. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> All of that to say, I was like, you know what? You can ban me from your white supremacist website from mm -hmm. saying men are trash, but you can't stop me from putting it on a shirt. So my friend uh, had a workshop where he was teaching us how to silk screen. And, you know, the whole process of it and the emulsion and hand silk screening, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And I, I went to him and I was like, dude, I want to make men our trash shirts. And he was like, let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, he, he told me, he's like, oh, you know, I was raised by a single mom. So yes, men are fucking trash. Yes. I totally agree. Uh -huh. so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I printed 25 shirts and I remember talking to my other friends who were vendors, uh, a vendor friend. And I was like, yo how how big should I go in my sizes and she was like I think 3x is is pretty standard you know and I was like okay I'll do 3x you know because I know that's that's I had heard about that as an issue um mm -hmm. from just friends where like they want to buy something but it's they're they're not able to get it because the size there the there's no size inclusivity for them mm -hmm. and they you know all of that so I was like, yeah, I want to be inclusive. So, okay, I'll just go up to 3X. Um, so then I had I had made 25 shirts and I thought, you know what? Probably I'm going to sell like two or three of these and the rest I'll probably leave in my closet. That'll uh -huh. be that. It'll just be some joke. I ended up selling out of all 25. No way. I sold out of all 25 shirts wow. and I was shocked. I was like, wait, y'all really want this design? Like this, mm -hmm. <laughs> y'all really want to wear men are trash shirts? There are people out, like people who don't even know me, who reached out to me on Instagram. I want a men are trash shirt. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And the design looks a little different from then. So mm -hmm. it was hideous. It was, <laughs> I wouldn't have worn that shit. Really? Okay, like, <laughs> I, you got to post a throwback or something. <laughs> Oh my God. And so I was like, really? I can't believe I sold out. And then from there, I started making Femme Labor is Not Free and all of that. So yeah, so ever since the beginning, I've always gone up to 3X. And mm. it's it's been such an issue, the sizes thing. 
um, anything that's women's clothes, you can never find beyond XL wholesale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you are lucky if you find anything beyond XL for women's clothing uh, that's wholesale. Um, so what I've done is that everything on my website, all the women's clothes go up to XL, like a racer back will go up to like mm-hmm. XL. And then I'll just get like a tank top. You can find men's clothes easy up to 7X. Oh my gosh. Trash. Yes. Yeah. Trash. So what I do is I'll have like the men's version of whatever women's there is up to 3X. So people have the option of like, okay, I can't get the XL, but let me get the, the men's tank top then, mm-hmm. you know? So so I've, I've had that as an option too. Um, but yeah, like, and, and it's been so difficult. I've been finally able to find the plus size bodysuit. Mm-hmm. I have bodysuits that go up to 6X fucking finally. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that isn't beyond XL now is the booty shorts. Uh, okay. I, I mean that I still have to look. And the thing is, I won't just get any clothes. Like I have to touch it. I have to want to wear it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. cause I'm not yeah. going to get something that's flimsy and mm-hmm. that you could just throw away. Cause I, I do know that I also contribute to fast fashion, you know, and like, mm trying to be conscious of that and like okay let me try to get something that's like you can wear for years you know or that can be eventually thrifted something that just won't end up in the landfill so I I've always kept that in mind oh man that's such a good point I don't think I've ever thought that even as a small business owner and vendor that you can contribute to fast fashion but you're not trying to you know like what you're doing is so it's like needed as well and it's not you're not this big corporation you know that's filling landfills but you're still thinking like about the future and how important that is and that's how businesses need to thrive during this you know going on to the future that's amazing I never thought about that you know it's it's interesting like so with the whole trash thing sometimes people are like oh but he's recyclable he's compostable whatever (laughs) like Look, there's no such thing as recyclable, compostable. You are either a trash can or a trash cannot. You a trash Mm. can who can do better. You're constantly challenging yourself, thinking outside the box. Okay, what am I doing? Being a critical thinker. Or you're a trash cannot that cannot grow, that cannot listen, that cannot be Mm open-minded. You get me? So I feel like as a small business owner, like I am still trash. Because mm-hmm. I, I am contributing to fast fashion, punto y aparte, you know, full stop. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I am being a trash can and like, okay, well, let me think of what's good quality, what's nice. something like like you were mentioning. But mm-hmm. I am still trash because I still do contribute to to the fast fashion. Right. Wow. I love that. The uh, trash can and a trash cannot. I love that too, where you're like, he's not compostable. <laughs> he's not it. And the, uh, same, and the same applies to any intersection, like for landlords, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's like, oh my God, I have the sweetest landlord. How can, okay, well maybe that landlord is a trash, like there are trash can landlords. Mm-hmm. I've met one landlord that was in San Francisco who was like, you know what? I want to keep stuff at market or below market rate. I want it to be, you know, so I'm like, that's great, but you're still a landlord and you're right. still fucking trash. But at least you're a trash can and you're really like, yo, what's best for the community? Understanding the context of like 
the larger, bigger, the bigger context of just mm-hmm. you making money. It's like, how does this contribute to our community, gentrification, the changes of the community, et cetera. Same thing, I think as a cis person, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I hope, I, I would hope I'm a cis trash can and not a cis trash cannot. I, I feel like I really try to push like thinking about, I don't call it gender reveal parties, they're genital reveal parties. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cis folks, come on, we gotta do better. We are calling this. And sometimes I'll be like, y'all. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm included in this. As a cis mm-hmm. person, I am included in that trash too. I am responsible for, for the cis heteronormativity as well. Cause right. I contribute to that consciously or subconsciously. I still contribute to the violence towards trans non-conforming non-binary folks because as a cis person I still benefit from cis sexism mm-hmm. you know right wow that's so true um how do you wow like how do you continue like especially in today's like current situation right of like what we're going through how do you continue to like push forward and believe that even in this time that sometimes, you know, seems very apocalyptic or very like, oh shit, you know, some people go really dark. How do you remain of like, this is still a fight that's worth fighting and we're going to keep fighting, you know? I, what I keep reminding myself, you know, especially every four years, I feel like this election anxiety always comes back, right? There's Mm -hmm. always people who are like, vote, vote, vote. If you want to do something, vote, 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 vote. And you know what? I do vote. Mm -hmm. I vote for propositions, like local propositions, because I feel like, okay, so if majority wins, then yes, this money is going to this. Or yes, we can repeal the Costa Hawkins Act. And maybe there can be rent control for people. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. I, however, do not vote for politicians. I feel like politicians are fucking trash, right. you know, and with this whole, oh, are you voting for Biden? Are you, are you voting for Biden? <laughs> like, I'm still on the fence, but it's looking like I'm not going to vote for Biden. I do want to write in justice for Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that is more important, of, of if anything. Um, I'm, I'm not here to discourage anyone from voting. If you want to vote, great. If you're like, fuck voting awesome like I totally get where people are coming from excuse me um and I think with yeah so with the Biden hysteria like there's just so much of that with the Justice Ginsburg whatever who Mm -hmm. who died there's so much despair in the air of people like oh my god if Trump wins it'll be the end of it oh my god this judge died this is the end of it Uh and I'm like y'all like we've survived through worse and I but I feel like I also need to check myself and my privilege when I say we've survived because as someone who who has like class privilege and a college degree you know and I live in California like I know there's privilege to that so I do need to say that um but I do also want to recognize the reality of like I feel like people underestimate their own power by so much and that's why I think one of the biggest reasons of why we're in what we're in now like when people like slavery was not like okay we put we peacefully white people were like you know what cool we all voted to end slavery and that's it okay and i mean slavery still isn't over but just Mm -hmm. for the sake of like 
they didn't come together and say, okay, we all respectfully decided to end slavery. No, this is a result of revolts, of uprisings from black folks, from the, like, mm. we took our power. You get me? Like we took that power back. Right. And we said, we're not doing this. And from pressure to everything else, that was when it finally, okay, you know, slavery, quote unquote, ended, not for jail, right? Because it's transferred over to jails, but but you get what I'm saying, like the overall gist of it. Yes. And, you know, I think of um, also Minnesota, was it Minnesota? Yeah, when mm-hmm. George Floyd happened, when the, the murder of George Floyd happened and how everyone was so mad and how they burned a fucking police station. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, you have the, the city council saying, okay, we're going to abolish the police. Right. You get me? Like, that wasn't, okay, we all have to wait to vote for this. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're totally going to do it. From what I last heard, it's it's a little more complicated. Really? But, but, you, but you get what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. like with people, like, we really just need to take our power back. Mm-hmm. Like, things like with wrench strikes right like if only like more people if like we all like really got on the streets if we all really like did that push if we all really just made ourselves uncomfortable and really put ourselves out there like we could get so much more um I just and but of course also understanding the complexities of just living through like this very trash government but I just feel like yeah I feel like we often underestimate our power I feel like often we give up that power. Um, so what if there's a, a majority conservative, uh, you know, Supreme Court? Like, I mean, however many years ago, there was like all white men of a court mm-hmm. who was extremely conservative, who all of them were over here like, oh, you know, like the fucking president who fucking like the genocides that have happened on this like land And I'm like, we still have survived. And I feel like it's just, we just really need to push through that. I think mutual aids have been very Mm -hmm. important in this time. I feel like since the pandemic, a lot of people just kind of jump into place. I see a lot of collectives. I see a lot Mm -hmm. of, hey, we're organizing a mutual aid for X, Y, Z. There's so much of that going around. It's like, that is how we help each other. That is how we help Mm -hmm. each other through all of this. This is how we know it's not the end because we have each other. Um, so the Church of Men Are Trash, our collective, um, we're a group of six. We, uh, in April, started our Indocu Mutual fundraiser. And to date, we've raised since April. So every month we fundraise money to give, uh, to redistribute grants of $750 to mm-hmm. undocumented folks, Undocu Queer, Undocu Single Parent, or Undocu Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and this that had come from the decision of just a consensus of church members, self-identifying members. I just put out there, I was like, y'all, like, <laughs> who do you think? I want to fund, because I had seen Yesita Salgado had, uh-huh. uh, she had done something where she was like, oh, hey, people, you know, people Venmoed her and she like, I think bought groceries for families or something. And I was like, man, like we should, whoever has a platform right now, we should be using that to like collect money, to help each other out. That's like, this yeah. is kind of why we have platforms to help ourselves out, but to also help other people out who need it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to do something like that. Let me see. You know, and I was like, Fuck, how much, what could a goal be for a month? 
like 750 sounds about right that's almost like rent that's like most of yeah. someone's rent like okay sure so I thought maybe that's too much you know what fuck it let's just do 750 uh-huh the we ended up raising close to fuck I think like sixteen thousand dollars one month wow and uh-huh. since April, May, June, July, August, September. So six months, we've raised $46,000. And we've redistributed wow. that money. No, I think we're almost at 50. We're almost at 50K. Uh-huh. We've redistributed it to at least 46 people. 46, 47 people. A whole 46 people have benefited from this one mutual aid fund in Correct. six months. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Wow. And how did... So, like, the people who wanted to be a part of um, the collective, like, it was just friends of yours, like, who who else is behind um, the Church of Men Are Trash Undocu Fund? So, it's my girlfriend, Pamela, mm-hmm. uh, my other friend, Sandra, my friend, Kevin, and my two other friends, Edwin and Carla. So, Edwin, Carla, like, they've been organizing, especially a lot around, like, undocu, undocu issues, especially Carla. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, they'd be great to be in this project. And I reached out to them. And then my girlfriend, of course, I was like, yeah, you should just jump on this. She's like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. You know, she's always down. And That's then cool. my friend Sandra, my friend Kevin, Kevin, like, these are just people that I knew, like, I'm like, y'all are serious. And y'all I know are down. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, this is a project that you want to take on not as a sprint, but as a marathon right? Mm. So we initially planned to have this go on until the end of the pandemic, or until we burn out. Because I know whenever they say the end is, it's not really the end. This Mm -hmm. is going to be something that'll be decades of, uh, of something that's going to affect our community. So I I'm like, you know, what? until we burn out, I guess, maybe we'll, we'll reassess and figure out what to do. Um, But yeah, like we, we are making this a marathon. We've all dedicated ourselves, even though we all have full-time jobs, we all have our own separate mm-hmm. thing. We are like, okay, we're committed to doing this and, and fundraising every month. Wow. That's so amazing. That's really beautiful. Where can um, folks find y'all to like donate to? So for the Church of Men Are Trash, you can go to either our Twitter or Instagram, Church of M-A-T. Um, you click the link in bio and then you'll see the Venmo there, which is UMFLA. And then we have a PayPal for folks who want to do card or PayPal. You can do anything else through there. Um, and yeah, the, we have a money pool with PayPal. Oh, yeah. So so we have. That's it so cool, man. Yo, that's amazing. That's work that like needs to be done, should be done. And I'm glad that y'all came together. And that's really too, I feel like during this um, time of pandemic, it's really you're finding out who your real friends are who's really in your corner, you know, when shit's going down and who's down to organize with you and not only help out your little unit, but help out the people that is your community that are around you, that what we decide to do and not to do is also affecting those people, right? Because we can post on Instagram all we want about like, you know, close down the cages, close down detention centers. We can go to these protests, but if we're not actually doing anything, then what? who the hell are we? you know, other than a bunch of fanatics and that's it. And so it's really cool to hear that like you in a year, you've accomplished so much, 
in a little over a year and then to just see like now what you're also doing in the community and how you're bringing that about and I think that's why like so many reasons why I admire the work that you're doing and how you're doing it and just your craft (laughs) it seems like it is always evolving and I'm curious as well as like what do you do to ensure that you are always evolving like you said the first uh men of trash shirt was like really you know it was trash maybe it wasn't the best you know and you came out with something different what are the steps that you take or that like you would encourage other folks who like they're on their first leg how do they move forward wait so the question is so how the question is like how do you improve your craft basically and like what what do you personally do to improve um your content as well as um because I feel like yeah it's you're so much more than just like a shirt that says a very particular message right like there's an entire message behind it but then there's also like like the message itself is like something that can be studied something that is like rooted in these systems of oppression I think to get better at my craft I've learned to just listen I think listening is is very like knowing your turn of when to speak and especially knowing your turn of when to just listen um I feel like my designs or things that come up very much come up with all of my merch I feel these are all things I would wear these are all things I feel like Gata Sabahe merch also came out through wanting angry feminist merchandise right because there's fun feminists like oh girls just want rights you know like Mm -hmm. okay sure but like something like men are trash queer until proven straight Mm -hmm. like landlords are trash femme labor is not free it's very particular it's very it speaks very much to this rage um and I feel like everything I come up with is very much a reflection of myself my friends and like how we feel about shit and very validating what we feel things that people are like "Ooh, that's taboo to talk about mm-hmm. um I came up with another design that says put them in a jar mm-hmm. okay, and so yeah. so if I mean if you know if you know if you know so mm-hmm. if you're a bruja right and you want to do brujería on someone you just throw them in a jar so it's kind of like you know uh-huh. if, it's, if you're a bruja you know you know what I'm talking about <laughs> You know, so it's it very much speaks to specific group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't have to explain or say, oh, brujería something right. to, to know, okay, put them in a jar. Uh, feminism without intersectionality is colonialism, mm-hmm. right? That's bringing it back to exactly the, the value of intersectionality. Um, queer until proven straight, that came from my friend Kevin, who's also in the collective. I remember, I think he had said that statement Something yeah. like queer until proven straight, like you know, uh, was it guilty? No, innocent until proven guilty. Oh so it's yes. Like qu- queer until proven straight, you know, and it's <laughs> very much challenging, right? Like I believe everyone is queer until they come out to me as straight. Like I'm just, right. I'm at that point, you know, like oh you're straight, oh my bad, did you come out? Does everybody know you? <laughs> do your straight? parents know? How, do they your accept parents? that? <laughs> do they? Like, you know, so that's, it's very much just shrift, uh, very much shifting the framework of, mm-hmm. of a lot of things and questioning. Everything is always questioning, questioning, questioning. Like nothing and no one is above critique. Like nobody, mm-hmm. including myself. I think I find that with maybe some other people in, in their praxis or whatever, it's, it can be very like, oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. But when it comes to 
being introspective mm-hmm. and like, okay, well, how am I trash and how do I perpetuate this? It's it's hard. It's very, very hard to do. And I feel like my merch very much pushes pushes that. Right. And and really challenging myself and really questioning and questioning and questioning really brings helps me perfect my my craft. Wow. It's like that's so amazing. Wow. <laughs> this interview has been so great. You hit on like everything so well and so like perfectly timed. Um I, I'm like, what else did I have (laughs) that I want to make sure I get while I got you? Um, yeah, thank you so much. This has been such a like learning experience too, you know, with everything. And I think that from seeing your Instagram, like I've been following you now for like a year and a half. I met you in person, um, two times before I started following you and it's taught me a lot as as well as like having this radical, like in your face content that exists that I agree with, you know, and then made me also try to understand more what is intersectionality, you know, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to the groups that I run or like the even the friends that I have around me? And I think like, if you don't, because I don't come from like a college background, you know, so I don't come from like studying these actual like, what is white supremacy? Like when I first heard the word white supremacy, I was like, okay, Klansmen, you know, and then that was it for so long until I began to like follow more people like yourself and others who are like constantly challenging and you know letting us know that like white supremacy is within the Latinx culture you know it's within whatever people identify as and um it definitely has challenged me and also encouraged me that like that yeah the fight continues but like we have everything we could possibly need as long as we hold ourselves accountable as well you know and like constantly trying to be better and I think yeah you know and it's it's interesting with men are trash especially a lot of queer folks like they just get it but mm-hmm. there have been queer folks who feel attacked by men are trash both really? like, both cis queers and also like more uh mm-hmm. masculine presenting queers that are mm-hmm. like so you're calling me trash? I'm like, well, are you a man? Like, yeah, yeah. right. And I also think like, you know, I've had to also challenge myself and I'm trying to look it up and I don't really know where because someone was talking about toxic femininity, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there such thing as like positive masculinity and and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I, I feel like I'm biased. I feel like so in that context, when people were saying, okay, what about toxic femininity? And I'm like, okay, well, what is toxic femininity? Oh, well, that's when, you know, women enact machismo. That's when it's like, oh, little boys can't cry. And the, the moms are the ones telling mm-hmm. little boys, you can't do that. Or when women tell men, you need a man up. Like, I'm like, but that's toxic masculinity, not toxic femininity. That comes from toxic masculinity. And so there was this workshop that I meant to go to and it was recorded, but I saw it and it didn't really answer my question of can masculinity be positive and what does that look like? And from my opinion so far, I don't think there's such thing as positive masculinity. Um, That's something, that's what I think right now. I don't know if that'll change in the future, um, but that is still definitely something that I've been questioning and thinking about. And I'm curious, what do you think about that? If there is positive masculinity? 
That's a big question. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's, I've always seen it in a negative context. Like there's also, right, like as a, as a GNC person, like, I mean, all gender is a performance, right? And so a lot of times we're performing things that we have seen, you know, constantly in our media and our entertainment. And so there's always that, like, that desire to just want to express who you are, but then also knowing that, like, I don't want to be another trash, masculine, you know, presenting person and uphold those systems. Because then what's the purpose of my existence? You know, what's the purpose of the duality of being a two-spirit person? Like, there is, there's no purpose if I'm just going to continue to be a toxic, masculine, presenting person. Um, I don't know if it can be positive or not. I think, yeah, I'll have to, like, really think about it. But it's a really good question that I've never thought of before. Can it be positive? I'm like, where's the next class? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Do I want to go? I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need it's to find crazy. that out. And once I do, I'll do a workshop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So what's next for Got the Salvaje merch? Like, what do you... What I also other things like if people ever want to reach out to me for a one on one, like if typically if people want to start a business, if people want to mm. start their own merch business, like I do have appointments, one on one appointments, I do have sliding scale to make it affordable um, for folks, I, I can accept a trade, you know, stuff like that we can trade or something. Um, but but yeah, so I, I do I offer one on one services for people who have questions about anything. Um, I also do tax workshops. So mm -hmm. tax season will be coming up in a couple months in January. So uh, I teach folks how to file their own taxes. So they don't have to ever pay anybody again mm -hmm. to do their taxes. Um, there's this website I use. It's called myfreetaxes.org. It's a partnership between uh, the IRS and United Way or, or something of mm -hmm. the sort. It's, it's secure. Just know it's secure. And yeah. as long as you make under $80,000 a year, you can file for free. And it doesn't matter how many W-2s you have, cash income, because that can all add up. Even if you're doing it yourself with TurboTax, mm -hmm. it'd be like 50 bucks. And that's more money in your wallet. So wow. what I do is I'm like, look, you're just paying me to help answer questions. You're paying me to help you understand, wait, where are all these numbers coming from? Why do I always owe money? How do I get a bigger refund? What, mm -hmm. like... You know, so, so I do, so I do that. Um, also, I do know about like Los Angeles tenants rights stuff. So sometimes mm -hmm. folks have also come to me asking me about tenants rights stuff. Oh my God, what else? I, I also do custom shirts and merch. So if people are like, look, I want, you know, my team, we want Los Basureros, the team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can make those shirts for you. I can make shorts for you. I can make tote uh -huh. bags for you. Uh, you know, birthdays and shit like that. Uh -huh. So, so folks ever want to hit me up for that, just go to the link in my bio. I got the Salvaje Merch 3. And there's a form at the, if you scroll all the way at the bottom, it says book one-on-one. -on -one. You just fill out the form and then I'll follow up with you via email. So, 
Yeah, very cool. Thank you so much for sharing. I'll also be sure to include all of Gata's um, links and where you can follow Gata for even more content, as well as booking Gata for um, taxes or one-on-one workshop. It's just so amazing to sit down with you and finally um, get into your head and see what the whole process of it is. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, Yeah, anything you want to leave the folks with? Men are fucking trash. Yes. (laughs) same (laughs) hey y'all that's the episode i hope you learned a lot and you had a lot of fun laughing along with us i mean we had such a good time talking about Gata's work and what's looking forward for the church of men are trash as well as um gata silvaje merch it was just always a pleasure to talk to Gata and that was just such an amazing interview if you're looking on how to get connected to Gata um, definitely go on to Instagram where you can find her at Gata Selvaje Merch 3 Gata's had multiple accounts because she's been deleted so many times for posting this absolute truths that just you know the algorithms and the patriarchy and this capitalistic system just does not agree with so you definitely want to follow those backup accounts like i have as well as look at for her on her website at it is www.gatasalvajemerch.com all right y'all that's the episode hope you have a great week thank you for tuning in as always this is sipping with jay <laughs>